Okay, let's do this thing. All right. That worked well. Yeah, okay. What do we do? I feel like you should start with a hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got it even better. All right, let's okay. do it. Ho, 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 winter pals! How's it going? Oh, wow. It's Santa. Hey, hey, Maureen. Have you been a good girl? Oh, Santa, we have so much to talk about. I don't know. Hey, Santa. Oh, I'm so, I, I am genuinely glad you're here. Um, first of all, do you know what podcast? Do you know what podcasts are? No, is that a thing the elves have? Uh, yep, that's a thing that elves have. And um, is that what they feed the reindeer? Yep, they feed reindeer podcasts, and this is one called Says Who. Uh. Have you heard about the politics this year, Santa? No, I've been quite busy up in the North Pole. I'm excited, though, to come down to America and visit the good girls and boys. Yeah, I got some news about that, Santa. Yes. Um, things are um, things are real complicated mm. right now in America. Mm, don't be a grumpy Gus, Maureen. Yeah. Um, do you know who Donald Trump is? Uh, a mean little man. The heart three sizes too small. Yeah, I'm familiar with him. He's uh, he's gonna be president. Santa. Santa. Santa out. Christmas is over. <laughs> Welcome to the says who holiday spectacular. Oh, I've always wanted to be in a holiday spectacular. Um, hello, uh, I'm Maureen Johnson. I'm Dan Sinker. And normally, I uh, I uh, I come to you live on tape from a closet in New York City, but not this time. This time, I come to you from the back room of my family's house outside of Philadelphia where you will inevitably hear at different points during this podcast the phone ringing, uh, dog barking, because she's about two feet away from me, and the sounds of people going, what are you doing? Do, uh, is it time to eat? I'm very, are you almost done in there? So, you know, life, life keeps going on despite the fact that it's 2016. It, that, well, you know, we still have a few days to disprove that theory. But uh, but yeah, so far, you know, Maureen, I was actually looking back. It has been almost a month since last we spoke. <sighs> I still feel like it's around 10 p.m. on the night of November 8th. Like I still feel <laughs> like a feather dropping in slow motion <laughs> just still hasn't hit the ground yet. Yeah, no, it's uh, it has been, it has been like a while now. Like that's yeah. the crazy thing. Like November eighth, like the, the 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 times that we've spoken post election since, it's been like God, it feels like forever. But it's only been like a few weeks. But now it's like legitimately been forever. You know, like this is this is a situation that it, it like oh, that's not going away now. You know, like since since we last spoke, we had how, what were the various hopes and dreams that people had that magically would erase the election results? We had Jill Stein raising seven million dollars. That worked well for her. I'm, we, I hope she enjoys her new boat, the Recount, which is. Uh, I'm not. I'm just joking. I'm not. I don't think Jill Stein. Bought a boat. I don't know what Jill Stein did, but I don't think she bought a boat. She bought a jet ski. Um, yeah, we had. Oh, my dog's barking too. This is gonna be a very doggy Christmas. Um, hey, that's pretty good. Uh, we had the electoral college, which totally reversed the election, right? No, Dan, that didn't. That no. didn't happen either. Yeah. No. 
all we have is the cold reality of of what it is. I guess still I still have a vote for sea monsters. That's true. Just something rising up out of the Atlantic. Would be nice. <laughs> kind of Pacific Rim uh, style. Sea monsters would be so nice. I know. No, it's um I the other day for some reason I was going through my podcast app and I pulled up our last I guess it was episode 8 that we recorded right before the election and those of you who have listened to Says Who, I'm not expecting you to know what episode eight was. Episode eight was, I believe it was episode eight, was the episode right before the election. And Dan had been in London yeah. working. And I wrote this opening because he, I knew he was sleep deprived and about to get on a plane. And I wrote this opening about how Dan was going and again on a plane and come back into the into the reality of the election. And it was right around the time of the Comey email thing and how nobody knew and still really doesn't know what's going on with the emails. And we I made it all into a whole story about some monster attacking the plane. And I listened to it and I just took a moment to relive a time in which I did not know the election result. Uh. Because I wrote I wrote that fully believing that it was a terrible week. That it just needed to be gotten through, and if we all really did our best, that the result, you know, that we would have some sort of safe result. Yeah, I, got, I just I wanted to go be there for a minute. I got an email uh, from a listener sometime since we we last spoke, who who was like, you know, I finally decided that I was going to sit and watch your election night live stream. And it was the saddest thing I've ever seen because it was watching two people have no idea about the train that was about to hit them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I looked at it once and did a quick fast forward and you can see like, you can see it happening. And I was like, no, no, I, I got to get out of here. Yeah, I've never, I've never brought myself to to watch it but maureen it has been uh almost a month since we last spoke uh Mm -hmm. when when we last spoke uh we said hey we've got a some life stuff to take care of uh and i don't know the answer to the question that i'm about to ask you a big a big part of our pause button was you had a major book deadline did you finish your book uh for the most part, yes. I'm still working on it, and I'm still going to be working on it until around the 2nd of January. But uh, I did a lot of what needed to be done. So, uh, And my body is now saying, okay, you just did a thing. Now I'm going to make you lay down for a while and punish you. But, uh, yeah, I figure I'll get it done in time for January, at which point I can um, run for the hills, I guess. Um <laughs> start my cave dwelling my new cave dwelling life um burying supplies underground uh (laughs) that sort of stuff sounds sounds festive i have started i it's like we've all just become human squirrels yeah no i have started reading and this is not related to the election but on some subconscious level maybe it was i have started reading articles on survivalism i just don't know why i was like I wonder if people can live in caves. Like, I I just got really interested in it. I was like, caves are pretty cool. Can you have a fire in a cave? (laughs) It is. There are moments when I think about, like, the last month, and I think, like, oh, Jesus, this is what, like, white racists felt like in the end of 2008, right? Like, they were like, oh, shit, the world's about to end, right? Like... They all became fucking crazy conspiracy theorists and preppers. And are we not mm-hmm. all just <laughs> heading down that path, too? Well, we're joking about being prefer- preppers. Um, Wait, but I just I have a year's worth of canned goods in my basement right now. Uh, is it chunky soup? No, it's all canned peaches. Okay, that's pretty delicious, though. I know. Y'all have lots of vitamins. If you had a, If you had a basement full of chunky soup like Ted Cruz, that would be... That would be beautiful. I have so we're, we wanted to make a podcast. We said, you know, we can't have a it can't all be negative. So we wanted to have some positive holiday things uh, to um, 
to just cheer you because we're here visiting with you. Hopefully there's some cheerful music going on in the background. If not, I'll, I'll sing gently. Um, and I won't sing. Um, it's a small world. I won't sing my, it's a Trump world because that we don't need a song for that anymore. We don't, yeah, we don't need a song for that. Um, my goodness gracious, Dan, um, you know, we we say that 2016 has been a raging tire fire, and it has. But surely good things have happened. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I sent you an email a few days ago, and I was like, maybe we should talk about good stuff that happened in 2016. And then I sat down to make notes, and I was like, mm-hmm. uh... It is really difficult to remember life before November 8th now. Did you yeah. Did you have this problem too? Yes, I definitely have this problem. Look, we got to start somewhere um, because it's important to keep our spirits up and our sanity and our marbles, you know, inside our skull-shaped marble holder. And... Um, so, uh, good stuff. Because um, there's no there's there's no year without good stuff. Dan, Maybe that's not true anymore. Oh, dang! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been our show. Very happy holidays, everybody. From says who? <laughs> that's not true. You know what? There is. Okay, here I have one. I have a very a positive thing. And I know that it's just going to sound like everyone is woke. But, like, I have seen more action and more people sort of kind of talking about changing their lives to work for causes. Like, really saying, you know what? Not only am I going to work for this, but I'm going to make a kind of change to my lifestyle. Yeah. That incorporate that. You know, puts this makes this cause part of my life. Yeah. Um, no, I I I agree as well, and I actually have that in my notes. Like, and I would actually go even one layer simpler than that, which is just like the number of conversations I have had with people right over the last month and a bit is staggering like the number of just like people that are like all right we need to talk like and then you sit down and you have like a real talk like it's <laughs> like suddenly everyone is 19 years old and in college again right and like you're all sitting around in your dorm room having these like super deep talks about the meaning of life and really what are you doing and all of that and uh i definitely feel like suddenly everyone is a Definitely. I like I don't know a single person that isn't like, is the job I'm doing right now the job I need to do for the war, right? Um yeah. and including myself and um and just like being willing to talk about it and like really think it through and figure out like what are you good at? What am I good at? How are we gonna use this for you know the the years ahead? Hey, dog yeah, barks. That's my that's that's my dog participating in the conversation. She's ready. Yeah, she's ready. She's like, I will bark the shit out of those people. I mean, yeah. I I sat down with my friend the other night who uh, she provided the voice of the stewardess on that episode I just mentioned. And the first thing she said to me when she sat down was, what are we going to do? Like, and she put her hands on the table like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, come on. Yeah. What are we going to do? That's how conversations start now. Like, okay, what are we going to do? And yeah, and it's... It, it, it's yeah like it's exactly that right it's a, like let's sit down let's have a brass tacks talk about like your skills and my skills and how these skills are going to come together it's that is definitely like i would say my biggest little bit of hope coming into 17 is that right like i do feel like you know, even though we did say at the beginning, like, oh, man, it still feels like it's like 10 p.m. on November 8th. Right. And like it still is hard to realize like, oh, this is not just our reality for right now, but this is our reality for the next four years. Right. Um, but 
And so in with all those things, it is hard to find hope. But, man, it does give me hope, the number of amazing people and amazing conversations that I've had of exactly that. Just like, what are we going to do? Let's get working. Yeah, we talked about the spreadsheet. I mean, it, the, the, the need for an organization of some kind or, you know, just – that we, we, we lack a certain organization now, but I feel like once we actually move into position, they, uh, my optimism is that this is created as bad as Trump is like he's created a monster to fight himself. Like, you know, like this is, we, he's so bad, you know, it's, it's, there's the thing, like there's certain things you can't look away from and yep. you can't, you can't, can't like, it's not passable on any level. So, um, oh, I mean, the thing that's really happened, I guess, since we, uh, we last spoke was all of the kind of things we knew before, but all of the talk about Russia, like that's, that's oh been the God. last. <laughs> the Russia shit is insane. Like the, it, it, it's, it's insane for two reasons to me. Like one, that this is a conversation we are having right now, right? Which is like, oh yeah, you know what? There's fairly compelling evidence that Russia was involved in manipulating our election outcome, right? Like that is crazy, Maureen. That is completely bananas. And then the other flip side is like, how is this not, like, how is the world not on fire from this? Like, what is, how is there not just outrage on Capitol Hill from all sides? And how is it not leading every newscast, every, like, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, wow, have I gone cr crazy? Like, this feels like a thing. But, uh, but man, you look around and it's like, oh, that didn't turn into a thing. There seemed to be a mix. I was watching with, I know a few people that voted for Trump and I sort of tried to watch their reactions and they sort of made a joke of it. Like they didn't believe that it, I think I got a, they either didn't believe or it was true or they said, well, even if it is true, she wrote those emails. Right. And those emails are pretty much non-starters anyway. Um, and they just seem to be kind of like either they didn't believe it or they kind of were like, it's OK. You know, it's you know, it's not great, but it's yeah, I also watch I guess there have been some things I watched the Bernie Sanders. Sorry, it was a Anderson Cooper had a uh, like a town hall with Bernie Sanders. And uh, it was a town in Wisconsin. I can't remember the name of the town, but it was a town that had been really rocked by the closing of a large automotive plant. And a lot of people voted for Trump in this town, not all, but like it, it was, they just wanted to get, have these, and they had a panel of Trump voters and Bernie Sanders <laughs> talking to them. And it was kind of fascinating um, because they, the, the things that they said, like one guy was just like, well, I'm a lifelong Democrat, but I just wouldn't vote for Hillary. One guy was like, well, yeah, like we just needed something different. And, you know, he's just different. One woman was like, well, I heard on talk radio that they're all coming to take our jobs. And I don't think it's right. And I know that they're all working illegally. And everybody's, you know, and, and then like, it was just hearing people, but hearing people, and then he, at one point, Bernie Sanders kind of confronted them and said, you know, they're like, you seem to say that he's not going to like do these things like the Muslim registry and this and that. And like, they're like, no, he's not really going to do that. And then he just flat asked them like, well, why did you vote for someone who's lying to you? And. I know that's a pretty basic question, but yeah. just watching it kind of like wash over them, like it was, you know, I don't think these are evil people. Some of them, 
some of them might not be great, but like I think they seemed like it was a mixed bag of of stuff. And I I don't know. I just I I, I feel like I'm just tr- watching what I can to try to make some sense of why anybody would have done this. Yeah, and and I don't want to get too much into the the feelings of you know. Let's talk about the feelings of like racist. Like I also don't ca- really particularly care about the feelings of racist, but I am in so far as like, how do we, uh, how do we stop that? You know? Right. Sorry. Yeah. I'm not saying anything useful. <laughs> or hopeful. Wait, you were the one with hope. <laughs> don't worry. We're going to do a gift guide. And as you'll notice, this is another one of our unscripted, that, you know, I, at some point, maybe we'll go back to scripts or having, I mean, I, w- I imagine we'll go back to having guests, but um, I feel even more confused now than I think I did when we last recorded. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I feel the opposite, but I want to hear what is driving your feeling of confusion. Trying to understand the sort of cognitive dissonance of people who who said, you know, who voted for, like, if you're not like a hardcore, because there seem to be the hardcore Trump people yeah, who are like, I love it and everything he says is right. Right. We could, just, the, we could save some language and call those people the Nazis. Nazis is a good, yeah, like if you're, if you're really into, you know, if you're into racism and you know, ex- camps and things like that, then, you know, this is this is the Call guy for you. Yeah. But, I mean, Trump himself is such an unimpressive figure. You know, like, he's so, he's so clearly unstable. He, you know, he's, what he's doing is so overtly bananas. Like, just an hour ago, he tweeted something about how, oh, once I'm elected, everything with the UN and the US is going to change. And I was like, fantastic. Like, here's another heart stopping moment since yeah. yesterday's, was it yesterday's? I'm good. Let's just mess around with nukes moment. Yeah. It's like every day is designed to give you a heart attack. Yeah, it is. Um, so I, I'm just desperately trying to understand what the motivation was. Aside from like, there's always the people that were like, Never Hillary, but like in their minds, somehow Hillary was a worse option than this. Right. It's so, I'm trying, Dan, I'm desperately trying to figure it out. Like it's a riddle that I can, if I could just understand it, I would feel like I I knew what was happening. Yeah. See, I, I, that was the first few weeks for me. And then I Mm. realized like, eh. I'm not going to solve that, right? Like they're yeah. like like okay, first let's start with the founding of America, right? Like it's like mm. by the time you get to understanding it, you've essentially rewritten national treasure. Um <laughs> but I, like the reason why I was like I you know, I don't feel that confused is like I feel such a clarity of focus, right? Like mm. To me, it like the motivation doesn't matter anymore, right? Like this is the this is the reality that we wake up to every day, kind of trying to unravel the riddle of how we ended up here doesn't get us surviving this, right? Like it's not like, oh, look at that. There's the secret code, and now we just enter that in and whew, all right, we diffused him. Um, like I have such an amazing just sense of focus now granted it is like entirely driven by just fury (laughs) like Mm. just so furious uh i definitely have these moments where i'm like wow i used to not wake up angry right like i used Mm. to not like my twitter feed is just this descent into anger right like man i used to tweet about goats and shit right and now it's just like kill everyone um, but man, it's definitely a nice, uh, 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 focusing, like it's a forcing function of mm. just like, okay, cool. 
uh, first order of business, my family needs to be alive. Second order of business, everyone that is amazing needs to be alive, right? Okay, cool. Let's work on that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I definitely, I am past that point of feeling like I'm rolling on the ground. And now I mean, we've said this, I think, every post-election episode everyone is going to have a different time frame that they are working on, right? And yeah, I know, everybody's on I, a different curve. Yeah, I know plenty of people that are still in that rolling around on the ground uh, phase. But, um, but man, I am like, I'm ready to do the work. Like that's... Oh, yeah. You know, like, oh, man, I'm just like, every day it's just like... Blah, 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 right in. The gi- Dan, the giant squid monster is in. <laughs> oh, for real. No, I think... Partially, too, I think, but maybe what influenced part of my thinking, this is going to sound a little weird. Maybe not. I really, well, I, first of all, I we all have subjects that we like to read about, and I love to read about cults. Like, yeah, you you give me a cult book, and I'm, I'm in. And um, I love to read all things about Scientology. Like, I read Going Clear, and now there's this uh, Leah Remini show that she's doing on A&E, which is really fascinating, because she was a Scientologist, and she left, and she's sort of making... And a documentary about what it's like to leave and what's really going on. And so every week they talk to people who've left and she really gets into it. I, I like her a lot. She's very plain spoken. And she talks about that feeling of like when how, the nature of belief and how you kind of, you know, end up believing this system. And like, once you've committed, like, how you kind of stay on board that system and what it feels like to leave it. Yeah. And she left it and she's like, now I feel like my purpose is to get other people out. And I guess I just, in watching the the many conversations with Scientologists who left and like described the abuses and what they went through and just this mental battle that they had with themselves of going, I believed all this stuff and it was a lie and I had to go on believing it because if I stopped and I realized what I'd done, like what I was doing, you know, I'd, I'd, I, I, my, I would, I would fall to pieces. So I guess that's sort of what I was thinking about when I started looking at um, things about people who voted for Trump. And I'm a little bit like you're you've gotten sort of involved with a cult leader a little bit. And, you know, um, definitely that. Yeah. Like like there's this cultish pull. And, you know, the the whole thing is you tell people the media lies to you. So you separate them out. You say, you know, the media lies. I'm the only one that can tell you the truth. I'm the only one who can save you, specifically me. Yeah. Uh, you can't listen to anyone else. Uh, you know, and it just, it's got all the hallmarks of cultism to it. And even people who are on the periphery of that, you know, if you really stop and say, well, I, I don't believe he's going to do any of those things. You know, right. it's like Bernie asking, why did you vote for someone who, who you thought was lying? I don't know, Dan. I feel like if I could crack it, I can recruit them. I'm like, come on. Come yeah, on. I mean, it's, we, have, we have work to do. It is. It, it, it's, it's interesting to me because I think it like the nature of belief is such a huge part of all of this. Right. Like mm-hmm. like whether it's a cult leader, whether it's all of the conspiracy theories that, you know, led to people distrusting Hillary Clinton more than Donald Trump or the ridiculous ones that have unspooled since, right? Like these yeah, are... Yeah, Pizzagate, Pizzagate happened while we were off for a month. Right. You know, like these are people that are like this story that has like 15 different reporters and is is sourced pretty decently and is on the front page of the New York Times is a lie. But the idea that there is a hipster pizza place in Washington, D.C. that is running a like child porn ring is totally correct. You know, like Hmm. you're talking about a pretty flipped sense of everything to understand this stuff. I mean, it's interesting that you talked about how cults are a thing that you are always interested in because conspiracy theories are a thing that I've been super interested in. And like a a whole different lifetime ago when I was a art student, all of my art was based around conspiracy theories. And like, I did a huge amount of reading about it. And like the, 
to me, always the driving, motivating thing to make a conspiracy theorist work is the belief that coincidence is impossible, right? Mm. Like, as soon as you believe that, then the whole world is like, well, all these things have to be connected, right? Like, mm. this thing happens, so that thing had to have been the thing that made that happen, right? And the amount of mental labor you will do to prove that the coincidence was not the thing that happened, right, is unbelievable. And yet our memory is totally terrible. And, um, yeah, people are fucking weird. <laughs> I, I, yeah, cult, definitely cults are a thing I, I, I like to read about and have always read about. It's just we all have our things. And I have listened to, and I don't recommend this, it's not fun, but the Jonestown tapes, which are the final oh, tapes that were recorded at Jonestown. They had a recorder going. And if you don't know what Jonestown is, Jonestown is a, was a religious group led by the Reverend Jim Jones, which started in, it's called the People's Temple. It started in San Francisco. It became more and more about Jim Jones until he took all of his followers or anybody could get down to Guyana, where he established a basically a cutoff from the world commune. And then once he realized that basically the U.S. government was on him and they sent a congressman down, he had the congressman killed at the airport and then ordered all of his uh, followers to drink poison and they all died together. About 900 people. And this was in 1978. And this final thing where he's telling everyone to drink the poison, this is where the drink the Kool-Aid comes from, um, is this recording of him just... In the end, Jim Jones had speakers set up all over the, the camp and he would just be like on drugs, whacked out, talking all day long into the speakers, just like rambling all day while people were like planting and like cooking and like picking fruit and doing all the things. And he would just ramble all day long about how everyone was after him and uh, how anybody who didn't like completely listen to And that, honest to God, is what Trump reminds me of. Like he's got Twitter. He's, you know. And I didn't think you could win an election based on I know you are, but what am I? Like, you know, you we find out there's fake news, and then all, now all of his followers, as he's still having, he's still having rallies, still having oh, rallies, yeah. by the way, which is what cult leaders do. Um, they they pound on the news vans and the reporters, you know, the cars they come in on, they shout fake news at them. Yeah, like. It's just, it's just literally, I know you are, but what am I like you? This is why I think about this a lot because I'm interested in cults. That's, that's it. I'm interested in cults. So I want to know why these people have joined the cult Trump, uh, the, the Trump cult. And if people on the periphery are also going to get more involved in the, in the Trump cult, or is it going to be like Scientology where people a lot of people would kind of get into Scientology and do a couple courses, realize it was bananas, and then get out. Yeah. Like, is it like that? And, you know, it has services for you. Like, if you're into Trump, you can have a Trump hotel. You can have Trump water and Trump steaks. Right. Would you like a whole bunch of Trumps running your stuff? I mean, I think to me the... the have the, I gone too far, Dan? <laughs> well, I think to me the the, the, the point where... Like, oh, cults are fairly like even something like Scientology, right, is mm -hmm. actually a pretty small number of people. And they're they're like their circle of influence is relatively small. Right. Mm -hmm. um, certainly not the case if you or someone, you know, has, you know, kind of been swept up in it. But um, but it's true. And with him, and, and that feels like the kind of the limiting factor of cults is, well, their circle of influence isn't huge. Kind of what they're saying is crazy. Most people hear it and are like, okay, this is crazy. And a few people hear it and, and, and this and that. But like this guy's circle of influence has become infinite, right? Mm -hmm. And so there are the people that will join the cult because they truly believe it. And then there are the people that will join the cult because they can profit from it. Right. And um, or that they want to be on the side of the power that is going to define things for the next you know, four years or whatever. Like they aren't just joining the cult because they believe it, but they are joining the cult because they see the ability for its power to help them. Right. And that's that's where it gets, you know, really 
dangerous to me. Like we look at we look at Trump and we're like, oh, my God, this dude is so insecure. Right. Like this is a guy that just won the presidency of the United States and puts out at least one pouty tweet a day Mm -hmm. that is just like, how are you upset right now? Like you literally just got everything. And he's yet a bottomless you, pit of need. Right. You know, like he's so insecure. The other day, that that awful fucking photo of him at Mar-a-Lago with the various pool reporters that mm-hmm. like went to the holiday party and he's like giving a thumbs up. And like, look at that photo. I realized, oh, my God, this is a dude that when his photo was taken is thinking about what his hands are doing. Right. Like he's that insecure that every photo is him thumbs upping or finger gunsing or pointing at the guy next to him or, you know, that kind of thing, because he's. He's that level of insecure, right? Like he's insecure. He's a bumbling idiot. Now, granted, he's a bumbling idiot that may bumble us into a war. But like on his own, he is containable, right? But like he is now surrounding himself with people that are looking to manipulate him into getting the things that they want, right? Like Mm -hmm. you look at this cabinet of billionaires And you realize, like, holy shit, every single one of these people has just shown up to raid the coffers, right? Like, Mm -hmm. why else are they here? They're here not they're not here to help America, right? Like they're here to help themselves. And like that's where it gets like that to me is where the boundary of the fight is. It's not necessarily like this dude's an idiot or a cult leader. It's like, oh, my God, he is surrounding himself with people that know it, right? Like he's surrounding Mm -hmm. himself by people. You know, that I'm all in. I mean, I think even the Russian stuff, it's like it's clear they were like, oh, this guy is mm-hmm. our guy, right? Like his whole no puppet, no puppet. It's like, yeah, you're the fucking puppet, right? No but puppet. He's... Still, still possibly the most amazing moment of the whole. Yeah. No puppet. I think cults are only self limiting if I, I, I could be totally wrong, but just the, the cults thrive when information is scarce for example scientologists aren't allowed to look stuff up on google about scientology they're not allowed to use the internet for those purposes if they do they have to report it if you know someone that has you have to report them they get a security check you know they're not allowed to do it for example the head of scientology's father managed to kind of get out because his son gave him a kindle that had access to the internet and he googled scientology that's how he got out. Literally one little channel of information changed his life. And it just made me think about how small you sometimes only need a little, like one silver thread that someone says, wait a minute. And I think that's something to hold on to is that we could get some people back if they just see the silver thread and go, wait a minute. And now, of course, everything might be on fire at that point. Um, <laughs> oh, that burning piece of thread. Let me grab mm. onto it. it. Yeah, that that silver piece of thread might be a thing that leads to a pile of dynamite. But you know, it's I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot about cults, Dan, and it that I guess is why I've been thinking about it. Just because I I just want to know. I want to know why. I want to know what that little. I, and I don't care about their feelings. I don't. I but I would like them back because we need bodies. We got a lot of bodies, though. You know, know, like... I know. I Still, we have more bodies. I know. We still... Yeah. By the way, still three million votes. Yeah. Like, we got we got a lot of bodies. We just... Yeah. We need to arrange them more efficiently, right? Like, or, or more elegantly or something. I was just hearing you talking about the cults. I was like... <laughs> I was just thinking, like, oh, hey, Dan and Maureen, how was your holiday special? What'd you guys talk about? It's like, oh... Mm. Yeah, Jonestown and uh, mm. cults and uh, Scientology. H- happy holidays. Yep. Happy holidays, everybody. Woo. Well, this has been the holiday special. Um, we should do a gift guide. Okay. Don't you think we should do it? I mean, we're going to be making it up now, but I think we could probably make up the Says Who official gift guide. And uh, I wish there was official Says Who holiday gift guide music, but just imagine it. And uh, okay, here's something for our holiday gift guide. You got any last minute? Hey, it's as we're recording, it's late on the 23rd. There may be people on your list still. Why not get them a subscription to some real journalism? That's like, true. Like there are places you now, Dan is a, a journalist. And what, what places do you think, you know, who 
who is deserving of your journalism dollars? Uh, well, I mean, there are are uh, the obvious ones. The Washington Post has has kicked major ass this year. The New York Times has has overall done a, a pretty amazing job. NPR as well, you know. Um, but I actually think that people should look uh, at home, right? Like um, big news orgs are doing okay. Uh, the smaller ones are are definitely struggling. And Teen Vogue, Teen Vogue is like Teen a Vogue real has been great. So yeah, just love but, that. Yeah, try to try to find a news a news source in in your town and and help support that thing. Um, you know, with with your money, but also with you know potentially your your time and, and effort. If you if you live in a small enough place, they sure need people to write. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh you know supporting. I think artists, writers musicians with that are doing work that you love um that's going to be real important right like i think one thing i don't know about you you've been you've been writing a book and i i don't know how you do it but man i have listened to so much music in the last month right and like i've always kind of listened to music but like i kind of can't not and like the amount I'm usually sort of an obsessive listener where I might just listen to one, like I listen to the Chance the Rapper record all summer, right? Um, mm. But uh, like, man, I just like, I'm constantly listening to music and I've been like seeking out ways of supporting the artists that I really love because God, they've helped a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shopping at local bookstores because if you're shopping at local bookstores, it helps the local economy, it helps it helps fund the writers. It helps fund the work. So, you know, lo local bookstores um, are a great way to do that. So supporting like a, a digital subscription, like that's a really easy, like you need something to give someone and that's great. Like they also get to read, you know, they get the subscription and you're supporting the real journalism. So that's going to be, that's a positive that's come out of this is that is things that were publications that were really running low on money have suddenly have more subscribers. So, um, that's a, that's an easy one. That's a good one. And it's hard the gift stuff because we don't really need stuff is sort of not the answer. Um, for the protester in your life, uh, <laughs> what, what does the protester in your life need? Uh, what's, what's anything good to have on hand? Uh, but, uh, again, digital uh, digital things. Uh, buy the protester in your life a uh, monthly subscription to One Password, so that they can oh, actually yeah. do decent job of password management. Right? Get you and your pals uh, download Whisper, right, and uh, chat on that instead of uh, out in uh, in the open where other people are hearing you chat. Yeah, one password is fantastic. That's another beautiful little gift guide thing. It's a secure password manager. Um, and you can, because you should be creating longer, safer passwords and storing them securely in a vault. I use it. I use that program. It's really good. And while you're there, two-factor everything. It's free. Yes. And if you want to do someone a solid and you don't have money to buy them a gift, but you know how to put two-factor authentication on their stuff, that is a great service. Be like, for Christmas, I give you an, a couple hours of my time and I will put two-factor on all of your, all of your things. Two-factor is a great security measure that everybody should be doing. Indeed. That's a, that's a good, uh, the gift of your time, you know, really is, um, like helping people with stuff like that, I think, is like a good kind of says who holiday. What about some book recommendations? Like um, some good, good reading for the season of Trump. <laughs> I would say that also anything that makes you um, feel more upbeat. Like uh, one thing I did was I love funny podcasts. And they have really kept me going. So I donated to, like, one of my favorites is a show called The Worst Idea of All Time. And it's these two comedians from New Zealand who just watch the same movie every week for a year. And they eventually, and they have to record a review of it every week. And the first one they started out with was Grown Ups 2. And 
<laughs> it's very, very, very funny. And they eventually started a Patreon for their insane. They've been going for three years now. And I was like, I'm supporting them because they have supported. Like, that's how yeah. I got through it. Like, if if funny podcast helps you, like, and that, like, if you like a comedy or whatever, and, like, they have a Patreon or they you can donate or buy their T-shirt or something, like, that means they can keep doing that. So really supporting people on like a really low, like it doesn't have to be a ton of money and it really keeps them going. Yeah. So I would say support the podcast. I know we don't have a donation thing. So like, you know, I'm not trying to get anything for us. <laughs> we have nothing, but like, I definitely, I'd like to throw some podcasts money because I really, really, I am a heavy duty podcast listener. So that's a good one. Be like, because sometimes you get like benefits with the Patreon, like you get a shirt or something and you could get a Patreon for someone. So that's like a good thing that you could do. It is. I think uh, we're actually developing a gift guide here. I think we are. Uh, I would throw, um, I would throw, get yourself a gift, right? Mm -hmm. um, it has been a really hard year and uh, get yourself something to relax or to escape or... Mm -hmm. You know what? Like for some folks, like it's you know maybe you need to 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 spend the hundred bucks a month on uh you know talking to a therapist or something like that. Like it's so good, you know. Like think about the things that you need um to to make it through the next while, right? Maybe it's uh you know maybe it's therapy, maybe it's a art class, maybe it's you know uh uh. Uh, you know, joining a writing group or, or, or something like that. But, you know, d put a little bit of money aside to make sure that, that you've got the things you need to make um, to make your life a, a little better. I think that's something that, you know, we, we often think about helping other people. And I know I'm guilty of this quite often, uh, uh, neglecting my own needs in, in the process. And I think that that's, a, that's an important thing to uh, not do in 2017. Yeah, I feel, you know, really, and if you don't have the money for that, or you don't can't find something, start something, you know, yeah. say like, I'm going to put it on, uh, I forget the what's the site like meetup or something where you could be like, I'm going to go to this coffee shop. If you're like feeling you want to talk about a book or like you just want to meet up and like, just go and hang out and have a coffee and talk to some people. If you're like me, you bring a board game. Um, Games, I I am a real big board game person. And so am I. I don't think I knew that about you. Oh, yeah. Like the best piece. Of, we only have like one super good piece of furniture. And I say super in quotes. A uh, good piece of furniture in our house. And it houses our game collection. Like yeah. we are, we we have a we have a well-organized game library. And it spills over. Like it, it takes up far too much space. Um, games are great. They're good for you. Uh, and you can hang out with people. Um, so like take a game and go to a coffee bar or, you know, if you have a table in your house, be like, come on over. Yep. Don't watch the, don't watch the inauguration. Come over to my house and play some Settlers of Catan. <laughs> it's a whole new way of fantasizing about rebuilding society via board games. Yeah. Like don't give him, if you can't, if you can't, you know, if, don't give him any oxygen that day. Take care of yourself. On that particular day, I mean, maybe we should do the the inauguration day coping podcast, which we'll really need to write down notes for it in, in advance because, <laughs> because oh my God. Uh, any other good gift ideas for the, for the, um, I, I, I think, you know, whether it's inviting people over or going to a place to play a board game or whatever, I I definitely think probably the best gift that all of us can be giving each other right now is is time in person, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, this kind of rolls back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast of just, like, the number of, like, heavy, what are we doing conversations that I've had. Like, those, not every single one of those has been in person by, by any means, but you know, a, a fair number of them are. And like, I definitely am looking at my 2017 and just kind of figuring out like, where are the opportunities to be in rooms with people, right? Where we can talk without, 
you know, all of the various electronic mechanisms that we normally would need and can really kind of be in the same space with other people to to talk and to plan and to also make each other feel good, you know. But I think that that, you know, similar to the gift of time, the gift of presence is 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 one of the best gifts that we can give. Uh, also, I, I am a person who um, relies heavily on meditation. Um, I do it daily and I, it has it's made a huge difference. Um, and uh, there are lots of like classes that are super cheap or free. There's apps that are super cheap or free. There are some more expensive ones. There's one called Headspace that's very good. It costs a little more money. But there are plenty that will cost like a dollar or, you know, Definitely, there are places that'll teach for free, and um, that's a really good. It's a really good tool. It actually kind of helps you rewire your brain to have less of a stress response. Um, so, like that's something I, that's something I gave as a Christmas present was like, like a subscription to a meditation app. Um, so that's like that's something you can do. Also, um, hoverboards are. Why not? Just, you know what? Get a hoverboard. It's 2017. Just go for it. Like, <laughs> it's time. Just just get, like, it's time to get yourself a jet ski. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, two seven, it's 2017 coming. Do what you want, kids. Like, it's time to dye your hair, ride a jet ski, get a flamethrower, um, get that tattoo. Um, to do those things you want to do. Don't don't be a putter offer and say, oh, someday. No, no. Live your life now. It's 2000. Just do it. Yeah. Do it. If you have an achievable dream, you're like, I just want to get in a bathtub full of Fritos. Do it. Do oh, it. I've done that. It's awesome. Oh, Highly no, recommended. Not with a bag, but full no, of dream. I know. Uh, full of. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Oh, boy. Hardcore. Salty do and it. corny. Do it. You got to do it. You do what you need to. Like, it's time to live your life in an interesting way. If the times are going to insist on being this interesting, then you can be as interesting right back in a way that is more entertaining and beneficial to you. So, That's 2017. To you. The year of doing what you want. Doing what, you know, as long as it's like basically positive, you're not hurting anybody, you know, like, do it. Yep. Do it. Do it. Like, Make that, you know, just, just do it. Like, let us, let us encourage you. I mean, don't do something that's bad for you. No. But like, dyeing your hair. Yeah. Dyeing your hair is not going to hurt you. Getting a tattoo is probably not going to hurt you. It will sting. It will sting a bit. Um, you know, taking a, staying up late, playing a game, taking a big bubble bath. Do it. Just do it. That's our that's the our advice for the just, you know, live your life a little more openly. This is an opportunity to uh take the uh take the restrictors off and have have some more fun. There is then, uh there are very few arguments against it at this point, right? Like just yeah. to, to, to we don't know what what lies ahead so you got to just jump jump right into it right now you know and at a bonus if it's getting you excited if it's getting you you know if 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 your heart is pumping it means that you are alive right and if you are alive then you are going to be able to kick the ass that needs to get kicked right like Doing things that excite you, doing things that get you motivated is what needs to happen. You know, like that's that's how we're going to get through this is with a whole legion of motivated, excited people that are kicking ass and making amazing shit and just living, living the lives that they that they can live, you know, so that they can also fight. Yeah. And you're not crazy. These people really are Nazis. So like, yeah, yeah, they are. No, we're here to let you know that like, if anybody's like, no, they're not, they are. So, you know, it's, it's not just you. It's that, that's really what's happening. So 
you've probably had a couple moments of that can't that that's not no it is that that's really that's really it so yeah it's real dude's told us who he is the whole time you know yeah so. he hasn't i mean he lies all the time but he hasn't he never lied about that yeah he's 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 been fairly consistent in talking about how shitty he is and yeah. uh you know we we can we can really start believing him now yeah no, he's been up front, and that, you know, for that, eh, you got to give him, say, yep, you told us. You really did. So, so now say it to yourself what you are, and uh, be positive about it. See, it's very positive. Damn, look how positive we made we this. We turned this around. We turned this around. We're not drinking Kool-Aid in Jonestown anymore. We're, we're helping ourselves. We're helping other people. We're fighting the yep. man. Remember, remember when we used to have organized conversations and scripts? Yeah, who needs that? Remember, remember scripts, Dan. You don't know this, but we 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 had everything really well scripted in that the beginning. Feels like a thousand years ago. I know. Like we could before we could do anything. Like we had to spend a couple days organizing, writing the scripts, getting anything else that we needed. Uh, and now we just <laughs> we just go. <laughs> we just go. And if you're still listening to this, then. Um, I do feel like I'm I'm in like some sort of I just fat did a flash to my Pirates of the Caribbean thing of of, of imagining because we have to bring up Disney World getting on the ride at Disney World and just refusing to get off. I like just it. Just riding around I feel like I'm podcasting permanently from a boat as I ride in circles around the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> and someday then 12 minutes you hit the you hit the cannonball section. Eventually, maybe we'll eventually do uh, a Patreon in which we uh, send Dan and Maureen to Disneyland yes. to uh, to record their 100th yes. episode at Disney World. And you know what I would get there, Dan? I would get a Dole Whip. I was going to say a Dole Whip. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, a Dole Whip. You know what I would I... get? I would get the one where they also pour the pineapple juice into it. Oh, yeah. I don't know what got me thinking about Dole Whips the other day, but... I just looked up, and my other half, he is an English person, and I just went, Dole Whip. And he was like, I don't know what that is, because he's never been to Disney World. And I was like, Dole Whip. Oh, he's never been there. Oh, Maureen. I know. He's like, I don't want to go. I'm like, yes, you do. It's the happiest place on earth. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you shouldn't like it, and yet I do. Yeah. And I would get a Dole Whip, and I would go to, um, I would go to the Haunted Mansion, and I would have my Dole Whip, and we would walk around uh, Disney World recording a podcast if we're still doing this like in a year you know i i believe that that is what we should do i i agree completely and now uh as far as i'm concerned we've just committed to doing this for a year <laughs> yeah and now we have to set up like a donation page yeah. dan and maureen would like to be, go to disney world uh, when we've done this for a year and just yeah. record um walking around disney world. <laughs> that sounds amazing it really does do you think we hey. would get kicked out you think no. it let you do a podcast in the middle of Disney World? Sure. Really? Why not? Why not? I don't know. I think you can podcast. From... I just like the idea of us only doing it on a ride over and over and over again, just being like, we're podcasting here. Hey. Yeah. Come on. I think it should be a really long one, too, like five hours of us walking around Disney World that you can just <laughs> just talking about Trump on the Dumbo ride. And I will tell you something is that that Dumbo ride is for children, but I was terrified when it went up high. (laughs) I rode that recently and I was like, put it down. Like I was like too high for me. I am a chicken shit on rides. And you will just hear me screaming in my little girly voice. "Ah!" Um, it's too high. (laughs) Sorry. I've just upset the dog. Um, I have a high voice. Uh, that, so, um, so says who this time, Next year, maybe we'll be doing our fundraiser to um, record. As See, because so that's for, something for us to look forward to. That's something trip, for us to work for. Our trip to Disney World? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we got to put a year in. We got to do this for a year? We got to get, get a year under our belt. It's, uh, it's, it's, I, I love it. It's a goal. It's donation. Send, send Dan and Maureen to Disney yeah. World to talk about Trump. Um, We're in. I may never come out. Would you think we could get that tour where they show they show you the uh, the workings of Disney World? Oh man! Somebody, maybe somebody. I, I will be will be able to find somebody that works for Disney. You got to right? 
because that is my dream to see the tunnels and the jail and the and the medical bay like i'll i'll hurt myself to see the medical bay (laughs) i'm willing to do it and she's like "Ah, it's that woman who keeps saying she has a sprained ankle for sure we should we should record it from that like americana part yeah, the, you know where, where the, the Hall of Presidents yeah, is, yeah. and the bear that sings "Blood on the Saddle." <laughs> what? There's a bear in the jam- in the Bear Jamboree. The big bear sings this song called "Blood on the Saddle." Wow! I That's... only noticed that because I went in and I was like, "This bear is singing about blood on the saddle." It's great. Like it's so good. The bear is so metal, and um, uh, there's a there's a cafe there called the Picos Bill Cafe. I I was recently there working a conference and I went over for the afternoon and I was fascinated and I believe we should record from there or actually inside of the castle. I'm in. I'm I feel in. a little bit better now than when I started this because I'm talking about. I am genuinely looking forward to 2017 now. And I have to say, you you guys may not know this, but Dan is a is a man with a beard uh, who ran punk who ran Punk Planet magazine. And he's not the person you think of right away when you think of Disney World. I have. Like, we are well over time right now. But Maureen, I have an amazing story about that. Because okay. I also, this time last year, did not think of myself as a person that likes Disney World. So that transformation is a good story. We'll tell it another day. I, I think I've heard the story and it is really good. So as eventually Dan will tell you his, his transformation from being, and he still is the punk planet guy and the mayor Emanuel guy, but he also really loves Disney world. I do. I am so psyched about this, Dan. We've got a plan. Look at that. We started telling other people to have a plan to do things. We ended up with a plan to, to go around. Hello. Oh, my puppy has joined me for the end. Come on up, sweetheart. Yeah, you want to go to Disney World? Dogs can't go, but well, you know it'll be all right. They have a dog in daycare. Oh, do they? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not like in the park, but it's on the grounds. Do you think we could stay in one of those hotels that's actually connected to where you can get the monorail in the hotel? Whew. That would be a stretch goal. <laughs> I know that's a stretch goal, <laughs> but I just like that. It seems so exciting, or that one with that has the steam. This like I. I think what you're hearing in, in 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 this, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone that falls into neither of those categories or both, um, is someone, namely me, trying to sort of leave reality and go to Disney World, except that Disney World exists within reality yeah. and therefore is a place that you can go to because happiness still exists and Trump is not allowed to take it away and lots of good people are out there and there are more of us than them and we'll all get together and I want I just have a great holiday. Indeed. Take care of each other. I'm going to fade the jingle bells up again. Are you? Yeah. I mean, oh, man. I, we're just imagining them right now, but I can imagine putting jingle bells in here. <laughs> you know, imagine- uh, all of these unscripted episodes, Maureen, we have entirely forgotten to thank uh, some important people that oh, contribute true. to the show. Uh, and I feel guilty every time I put them out. So I just want to say our logo is made by Darth, who is amazing. Darth, you took a break from Twitter, and we understand it. We love you. We hope Darth, you hear this. Yeah, Darth Darth needed a break. And so we hope that Darth is taking a good break. And we're thinking about you, Darth. Indeed. And uh, our theme music is performed by Ted Leo, who is incredible and is actually going to be playing... Uh, protests in washington dc around the inauguration so uh you can take the streets and have good music at the same time i think i'm about to get on a cruise ship with ted leo which i know sounds like a a strange thing to say you are but you are going on the joko cruise right yes i'm going to be part of the entertain there i'm just i'm just sort of promoting it now i guess there is an awesome thing called the joko cruise which is a nerd music games good times event that you can have people like ted leo and amy mann and paul and storm and like will wheaton and a bunch of games companies and uh john scalzi like different authors patrick rothfuss and for some reason me you could be on a boat with me 
Um, so I didn't, I didn't, I'm accidentally giving them a promo, but he will also be on the boat Indeed. playing the music. There are a number of amazing people on there. It is, uh, kind of hilarious how many people I know that are going to be, uh, uh, on that thing, but not me. Uh, I have suggested to them that we simply keep sailing. There you go. Um, and sort of do like a nerd Scientology. I was about to say, whoa, yeah. we just came back to Scientology. I know it's like a very our very own Sea Org, but it's called Seaborg. See, pretty good, right? We've got our own cruise. Come on, come on. We got I, it. I have a lot of really good jokes about this. I have so many good Scientology jokes. I'm gonna get so on a list. They're gonna send people after me. Yes, they are. Thanks. I'm gonna wake up and see Thanks, some cameras Maureen. across the street. Oh, you hear my dog complaining. Well, if you've listened this far. Um, congratulations congratulations you've won a new car you're the and one you're the one you won the car if you just go outside look to your left and the first car you see is yours courtesy Woo. of says who <laughs> congratulations happy congratulations. holidays happy holidays from says who 